Let's take some time in the Bible and uh, see what the Lord might want to say to us and how he might want to shape our life as his disciples at this time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the scriptures. We thank you for the word of God. We thank you that its truth is unchanging and it, is the, it has power to lead us with light in even dark seasons. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, as we open the scriptures this morning, you cause our hearts to come alive to what God is doing in us, God is doing through us, and God is doing around us. And I ask that in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You know, I can still remember um, in the early stages of my faith journey with Jesus uh, a pretty significant moment. And this moment was where I was sitting in this uh, big conference center watching one of my heroes of, uh, heroes of the faith. Um, all of a sudden, they were ministering to someone so that this person could be uh, set free from what was a, a dark spiritual power and presence. And this person was clearly agitated that was being oppressed by this dark spiritual force. They were clearly agitated. They were clearly upset. And, um, and it was ev somehow evident that they were um, desperate, seeking a sense of freedom from what was oppressing them. And uh, as I was watching this person who was praying for this person, they just simply reached over to this person, laid their hand on their shoulder, looked the person in the eyes, and just with a calm sense of authority, spoke to this dark spiritual power that was at work in this person's life and said that that power's um, influence and permission was now revoked and that spirit had to come out of and leave this person alone and they said that in the name of Jesus well as this happened um, there was some it was quite clear that there was this supernatural power that kind of invaded that space at that moment and the person being prayed for came under a, a greater power and their body began to shake a little they began to groan they began to um, sweat quite profusely and then just after a few moments all of a sudden it was clear that something had happened a transaction of power um, had entered the person had moved into the person and then the person all of a sudden as it were became still and peaceful and the person praying for them said are you okay and they replied it left me I felt it leave me and that person from that point on in their walk with Jesus was free I'll never forget that moment because in that moment I had a stark realisation to myself that to be a disciple of Jesus, my purpose on the earth, whilst inviting people to join me on the way to heaven, my great purpose became a lot broader. And I realised my, my role in this life was to partner with God's kingdom, love and power as it was invading the earth to set people free. That through the lordship of Jesus 
and the power of the Holy Spirit, I was being invited to join God in bringing his kingdom into the earth, his rule into the lives of people. Now, we want to concentrate on talking about living the resurrection life. Often, we associate resurrection with when we get to heaven. But here, um, I want us to explore the idea that living the resurrection of Jesus as disciples has great importance for our life right here and right now. Yes, I believe there is a place called heaven. Yes, I believe there is a place of great peaceful rest after our physical body dies and that rest is in the presence of King Jesus himself and yes I believe that there is a bodily resurrection from the dead when Jesus returns and his whole creation both the heavens and the earth are fully renewed and there's no more sin no more shame no more pain but for our point this morning I want us to concentrate on this that when Jesus rose from the dead, that was actually the beginning, the launching point of a whole new activity of God in the earth, not an end point. It was the commencing of something really powerful in terms of God's kingdom project in the earth. Heaven has invaded earth and it continues to invade earth through the resurrected Jesus and it will continue to do so till he returns. And you and I have been invited to join God in this great um, create, new creation assignment, project, activity of God, setting, them for, setting people free, healing the sick, casting out demons, seeking justice and righteousness in the earth today and, in, and caring for the poor. This is what it means to live resurrection. You may remember last Sunday I used a quote from N.T. Wright and I just want us to visit that quote again where he says this, the resurrection completes the inauguration of God's kingdom. It is the decisive event demonstrating that God's kingdom really has been launched in the earth as it is in heaven. The message of Easter is that God's new world has been unveiled in Jesus Christ and that you and I have been invited to belong to it. You see, we've been invited to belong to something so big, so huge, so, uh, which includes going to heaven, but it also includes partnering with God to see his whole creation made new. So this next few Sundays, we're going to contemplate what does it mean to live every day with the power of the Spirit, living the resurrected life of Jesus. If you've got your Bible with you this morning, we're going to read together from Romans chapter 8, verses 1 through 11. And uh, I'm going to be reading from the message version this morning, and you'll find that on the screen uh, or you, if you have your um, phone app, just look up the message version. So Romans 8, and this is Paul, the Apostle Paul, writing. Uh, let's pick up in verse 1. He says, With the arrival of Jesus the Messiah, the fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ's being here for us no longer have to live under the continuous low-lying black cloud 
a new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a fated lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. You see, God went for the jugular when he sent his own son. He didn't deal with the problem as something remote or unimportant. In his son, Jesus, he personally took on the human condition, entered the disordered mess of struggling humanity in order to set it right once and for all. The law code, weakened as it always was by fractured human nature, could never have done that. The law always ended up being used as a band-aid on sin instead of a deep healing of it. And now that the law code has asked, what the law code asked for but couldn't deliver is now accomplished as we, instead of redoubling our own efforts, simply embrace what the Spirit is doing in us. Those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle but can never get around to exercising it in real life. Those who trust God's actions in them find that God's spirit is in them, living and breathing God. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open, into a spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. Anyone completely absorbed in self ignores God, ends up thinking more about themselves than God. And the person who ignores God is and what he is doing. And God isn't pleased at being ignored. But if God himself has taken up residence in your life, you can hardly be thinking more of yourself than of him. Anyone, of course, who has not welcomed the invisible but clearly present God, the Spirit of Christ, won't know what we're talking about. But for you who welcome him, in whom he dwells, even though you still experience all of the limitations of sin, you yourself experience life on God's terms. It stands to reason, doesn't it, that if the alive and present God who raised Jesus from the dead moves in your life, he'll, into your life, he'll do the same thing in you that he did in Jesus, bringing you alive to himself. When God lives and breathes in you, and he does as surely as he did in Jesus, you're delivered from that dead life with his spirit living in you. Your body will be alive as Christ's. So you do not so don't you see that we don't owe this old do it your do it yourself life one red cent there's nothing in it for us nothing at all the best thing to do is to give a decent give it a decent burial and get on with your new life God's spirit beckons there are things to do and places to go This morning I just want us to quickly think about four areas of impact of being in relationship with the risen Christ and living the resurrected life. The first is this, in being connected with the work of the Spirit, we receive 
a new emotional life and health. The same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead now informs our emotional intelligence. Peter Scazzaro, in his book, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, wrote this. He said, Emotional health and spiritual maturity are inseparable. It's not possible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. My personal journey of growing up in God, of seeking to mature and become more like Christ, has been one of both an invitation of lifestyle, but also one of growing emotional health, from anger to patience, the fruit of the work of the Spirit, from fear to faith, again, the fruit of the work of the Spirit, from anxiety to hope, from um, fear to courage. All of this, a work of the Holy Spirit, alive in my emotions, living the resurrection life for you and for me in our daily walk is a new healthy ability to also be able to grieve well, to acknowledge loss when it's there, to be able to walk through both short and long-term suffering with a degree of health the sense of perspective and the power of the spirit. To know joy and be able to celebrate when others have great victory and enter into their joy with a sense of great celebration. To take courage and to live the adventure of following God through it all. You see, the spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead wants to grow a maturity of healthy emotions in each of us but let's be really frank at this point we're not talking about reprogramming your emotional self or just deny this or ignore that or just improve yourself and pull up your socks no 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 we're talking here about a complete by faith exchange of our emotional life for the emotional life of Jesus Christ the risen king he invites you and I to the cross and into the resurrected life. Our old life is gone and it's going and our new life has come and is continuing to come. Our emotional life, it's new, it's risen, it's resurrected in Jesus. Secondly, with the same spirit and power that resurrected Jesus' physical body from the grave, so too does that same spirit who's living in us invite us to experience a new degree of physical health, both for us and for the people around us. I think it was between three and five years ago now, our good friend Robbie Dawkins that many of us know, he was in a conference in England and as he was speaking on the first night at this conference, there was a gentleman in the audience there who started to suffer a heart attack. And he, as, as he was having a heart attack, he actually died right there in the conference. And Robbie came down from the stage and he just said, the, he said, the enemy is not going to rob God of God's plans and victories here tonight and what he wanted. And so he said, spirit of death, I command you to come off that man and out of that man. And he spoke resurrection life into that man who was there dead in the in the crowd and 
after a little while of praying and declaring the kingdom of God and partnering with the power of the Spirit, the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit entered this man's body and he came alive again and began to breathe. And he still lives today. You see, when we partner with God's plan to launch his new kingdom work in the earth, we get to partner with his healing power breaking into people's lives. We get to pray for headaches, arthritic joints, back pains, and see the kingdom come and heal. We get to see God touch lung conditions, cancers, and other great ailments, and see the kingdom come and people receive healing. We pray for the healing power of the kingdom to come because that's what it means to live the resurrected life. We seek healing for the sick, and we want healing ultimately for those who have died and gone before us where they will receive their full bodily resurrection in the return of Christ. But to them, this is our mission, the mission of Jesus. Luke 4.18, heal the sick. Thirdly, we receive a new mental health in the resurrection of Jesus. The mind of Christ, that phrase, that idea of the mind of Christ comes from the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah 40.13 says, Who has understood the mind of the Lord or instructed him as his counsellor? This verse is also quoted by Paul in 1 Corinthians 2.16 where he says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that we might instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Having the mind of Christ means we can now look and think at life and its circumstances through our Saviour's power and point of view, through Jesus' values, through his intelligence and his approach and health on, on what's happening around us. It means to think God's thoughts and not be thinking as the world would want. It's a shared perspective of humility and compassion and dependence of God. There's a reality of having the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead in us that brings to us a new sense of mental well-being and health, a new worldview. But it's not, it, I must say, this is though is an empowered experience by the person of the Holy Spirit. And there can even be a new physiology of mental well-being and health empowered by the Spirit. More than just a new framework of thinking, more than just a new worldview, but also an empowering of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and raised Jesus from the dead. And finally, we also receive a new relationship health towards the world. Go into all of the world. You see, to have the spirit that rose Jesus from the dead living in us brings us alive to God's heart for the world. Every nation, every tribe, every language group. Um, earlier this week, Nicole and I, we were sharing and talking with each other about how at one point in our early discipleship with Jesus, we had lunch with a gentleman. He, he was based in Thailand. He was uh, um, originally from the Philippines. But he was based in Thailand and he spent his whole life equipping people who lived in access-restricted countries across Asia that were hostile to the good news of Jesus. And as we had lunch with him and first meeting him, he pulls out from his coat pocket 
this paper map and he folded it out on the table and he walked us through and shared with us stories of individual people that he knew by name in living in these persecuted and isolated circumstances. And as he was doing that, the Holy Spirit was birthing in Nicole and I a desire to want to go and partner with God's love for the world, for those people. And then over the next 15 years, we spent our own time, energy and resource mobilising people, equipment, resources, teams of people to go into all parts of access-restricted Asia to equip the saints, to encourage the, our, our kingdom brothers and sisters in persecuted situations. It was a time where our heart came alive to the world, to people around us. See, to live with the resurrected Jesus and the power of the Spirit in you and I today is to see God take our hearts and expand them and grow them in love for the people of the world. So let's just finish here. Romans 8:11. The NIV said it, "And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you." This is to live the resurrected life. We live it today, and we live it into the age to come. This morning, some of us who are listening to this are hearing this and thinking, I could do with some new emotional health, or I could do with some new physical health, or I know someone that needs a physical touch, or I really need a sense of the mind of Jesus, the health of the thinking of Christ, and even a new, perhaps, physiology of God's healing touch on your actual mind and for some of us we may be hearing this today and our hearts are coming alive to want to have a new relationship health with people immediately around us and the people to the people of the world I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit right now to come and meet you in those places this morning let's pray Heavenly Father we just thank you for the scriptures. We thank you for that passage in Romans chapter 8 that Paul wrote. And we thank you for the great promise and the power of the reality that you, Holy Spirit, live in the people of Jesus. And I just ask right now, Holy Spirit, that you would just be poured out, poured in and poured over the people of Jesus this morning. And even those who might be watching this this morning, Lord, who are considering giving their life to you in relationship with you and receiving you as their king. I just ask right now, as they posture their life to you, you would hear their heart, you would come and forgive them of their sin, you would set them free and adopt them into the family of your kingdom right now in Jesus' name. And if that's you, I just want to say welcome. Welcome to Jesus and welcome to his kingdom. And for those of you right now, as the Holy Spirit's coming upon you in power, we just pray that the Lord would indeed touch your emotions, your physical body, your mental health, and your heart for relationship with the people of the world. Come, Holy Spirit. We thank you that we get to live resurrection life today and into the age to come.
In your beautiful name, we pray all this, Jesus. Amen.